0: Plushcare.com/slash/weight-loss. Now's the time to save thirty percent on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available twenty-four-seven to help, from fit questions to style advice. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com spoken today.
1: There
2: we go. Okay. Now I'm yelling down a hallway full of Run emptiness of and hot Run dogs an appealing thought, isn't it? Mm-hmm. A hallway full of hot dogs. <laughs> the hell kind of house is this? Do toddlers live here?
1: More than you'd think.
2: One is a lot.
1: Hi, Awesomes. Welcome back to Awesome Today. I'm your host, Meg Teets, joined on this Monday as I often... Am by my longtime husband, sometimes co-host.
2: Number one dad. Screw it. Yeah. If, you're, if the man in your life has a mug or T-shirt, it's a lie. <laughs> I am number one.
1: <laughs> um. Happy Father's Day. Well, thank you. Again, I've That's, said it before. Yeah, this is not I the mean, first time I've said it.
2: I guess. Yeah. And we are recording on Father's Day. Indeed. Just to clarify, not that that changes my status. Yes. Or status. Yes. However you prefer.
1: Okay. Um. So it's Monday We are coming to the conclusion of our week-o celebration Yeah That included anniversary, birthdays, Father's Day Yes, all manner of celebrating It was a lot How do you feel? Exhausted Me too Yeah
2: Every day shouldn't be a celebration
1: I know, it's too much Why did we do this? I blame you it's, I did kick it off by being born. You chose, our, you chose our wedding date. Did I? You did. Yeah. <laughs> didn't we choose it together? Pretty much
2: my input was none. I, I was fine. I honestly could have gone either way. I was prepared to get the milk for free without buying the cow.
1: Were you? As
2: the old adage goes.
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk through some things of the awesome variety. Well,
2: that's all I ever talk about, so this shouldn't be a big challenge. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Where have you been? <laughs> Keep up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, watching. You accomplished something. I did. You, it's, I think it's so satisfying to you when you bring a series to its conclusion. It's not
2: so much that it's satisfying as that it's not anti-satisfying. Okay. Like when I don't finish yeah. a series. Yeah. I finished The Guardian.
1: Yep. It's ancient. 20 years old.
2: 20 years old. Um, Apparently, they didn't know until maybe the last three episodes. Like, oh, hell, we're not going to
1: get to do this anymore. We're not coming back. Wrap it up. Yeah. And
2: maybe even prior to the last episode, because there was a pretty long music montage where they just yes. were like insinuating other things that
1: they did might it.
2: happen if we had a chance to write more.
1: Yes. They totally did the music yeah. montage at the end. Yeah.
2: It yeah. was, uh, yeah. it was interesting. We, we had a big conversation about procedurals as procedurals go.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You don't remember any of it.
1: I do. Uh, well, I think we talked about the importance of you have your in episode, Satisfaction, which Mm -hmm. is the procedural part. Dissatisfaction. I guess you could say that. But then you have your overarching storyline that brings you back every week to see what's going to happen. I
2: mean, isn't that the definition of procedural? That there's one main plot line, but then every episode's a new semi-plot
1: line? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I thought it was. Because if you look at a a show like— Can I get my notepad? (laughs) You just store it away in that nifty little brain, of yours. <laughs> rat trap of a brain. Yes, I think if you look at a show like, let's say, for example, Law and Order, rarely okay. is there an overarching. I disagree. I would say rarely. I'm not saying never, but mostly you're there each week for the case of the week.
2: I would agree with that. It's definitely that the overarching is less of a prominent player, mm-hmm. and it's not singular. Mm-hmm. Like it can be with series that don't last an eternity like Law and Order did. Right, I, I think they, they moved into establishment of a, a less grandiose overarching theme and went through multiples of them. But there was always something else there like a where's this romantic thing going or so and so could be in trouble because of a thing. hmm um, and that was in fact the lead character's name was so and so
1: Yo, so and so. Okay, but so what did you want to say about procedurals?
2: Well I feel like uh, from from an artist's perspective, mm-hmm. not that I am one, but sometimes I pretend to be one
1: mm-hmm. Play one on TV.
2: It's a fine line to walk in terms of how well can you capture, something versus at what point do you cross the threshold of interesting and make the show a little bit unsettling for people and in a way that might not allow you to go on beyond three seasons. Right. And I feel like that could have been part of what happened with this particular show. It was very well written, very satisfactorily acted, all of that. But I do feel like things got to be a little bit too ugly, too real, too relatable to people who came here for an escape.
1: Yes. Yeah.
2: And I, I feel like if, if there were any reason that you could point to without actually knowing somebody who was on the show that didn't get to be continued, all that. Yeah. I would point to that in this instance.
1: That makes sense. I can dig it. Well, you enjoyed the performance of an actor named Simon Baker.
2: Okay. I would never have known his name and I'll forget it here in a few seconds.
1: I will confess in this instance, I did do a quick IMDb in this case. Sometimes I do, but mostly it's right up here in the old noggin.
2: But but don't most shows, don't you do the IMDb thing? Yeah, and
1: that's how I learn people's names. And okay. then I, once I know them, I can't forget them.
2: So when you see them in public?
1: <laughs> yeah, so when I see like, them in public, which happens so hello, often. Hello, Joni and Chachi, I loved you on Happy Days. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'd like to be able to call people by their Christian baptized names. Okay. So, yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> right. William
2: Elizabeth Farrell?
1: Yeah. Exactly. That's the one. Okay. Um, but Simon Baker played the lead in The Guardian mm-hmm. and then we did a I did a little IMDb because did. I do enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And we discovered, "Oh, hey, hey, hey. This long-running show that was on network TV called The Mentalist yeah. stars one Simon Baker.
2: Entirely night and day different characters to his credit as an actress. He managed to be two very different things." Mhm. And at least thus far, the, the more disturbing of the overarching plot line, um, it is not anything that most people would ever be able to identify with, which is why I would attribute that to a longer run. Right. His uh, wife and child were killed by serial killers. And while that – or uh, no, actually, they were killed by one serial killer, <laughs> not a rabid tribe of serial killers. Though yeah. you do want to look out for those as well.
1: Roving gang of right. serial killers. Right, okay.
2: yeah, we pose as shopping <laughs> cart attendants at the WalMarts, but we'll kill you. Not them. It's a different crew.
1: Good. It's one less thing to worry about in the Walmart parking lot. Yeah, if
2: you happen to find yourself there, which yes. I don't recommend. Yeah. Um, Um, Yeah, anyway, that's not something the majority of people can identify with. Right. Um, Though some... I would guess there are more people that wish they could identify with that than there are who actually do.
1: Okay. But so you got into it. So we Mm -hmm. looked it up. It's streaming on HBO Max, which... It's what that's one of those platforms that I'm always like, oh yeah, I mean, I guess we do have this. Yeah, we we should have ca-
2: thought I canceled. That. I
1: did think I canceled it, but we looked yeah. and no, we do still have that going on. How's the platform experience on Roku for HBO Max? It is, is it better than Prime?
2: It is. Prime continues to hold the bottom spot. <laughs> if anything disappoints you more than Prime, let me know yeah, because it it's horrible. Yeah, it's the worst of all of them. It is. I would rather try to. Type in a thirty-character email address by scrolling through with arrow <laughs> buttons, than to try to navigate Prime. That's
1: the worst right yeah. there. Okay, but HBO Max is a step up.
2: Yeah, it's uh, it's not quite as good as Hulu or Netflix, but it's definitely nowhere near the absolute just depravity of Prime.
1: Let me ask you this. You you said Prime's in the bottom spot. Do you have a top spot for the ease of user interface via Roku? Netflix and Hulu
2: are very similar mm-hmm. in that when you'd like to skip ahead a little bit, you kind of have a little scrolling window so you can see when a scene is over. Sure. This is especially important when you know that, say, you stay up later than your spouse, and your spouse is the one who... On a hair trigger, when they hear a baby cry, they spring out of the bed. So anytime a baby comes on, I'm like, out, go, next scene, go, go. Get that bitch, shut that baby up. Shut that baby up. I'll spank your child.
1: (laughs) The record, Kyle, doesn't spank babies. Uh,
2: No, not yet. But there have
1: been times when I have been awakened by a crying baby when I went to spank you. It's
2: true. It's true. (laughs) Not in a good way. Not
1: in a good way. All right, so Kyle will be watching the what was it, two thousand eight to two thousand fifteen. Yeah, this is Evangelist. gonna take a little while. <laughs> I
2: can put in hours a night and I make no dent. <laughs>
1: So don't look for any new updates anytime soon in the watching. Right,
2: I'm probably I'm probably going to start sprinkling in some other stuff.
1: Maybe we'll watch some movies. Maybe we watched a Tom Segura. uh, Oh, that was I can't believe you would admit that publicly. Special, he's funny. I mean, he's hilarious, but in a very
2: raunchy way.
1: Very raunchy. You cannot be easily offended and enjoy his comedy. That's true. I can't even remember which one. It's one of the ones that's on Netflix, and we both were laughing until we had. We were the cry-laugh emojis. Yes.
2: Like, you know how it's one thing to laugh hard, but you'll never laugh as hard as when you're not supposed to or when you're both kind of semi-embarrassed and humiliated that you are laughing about a thing. And that was – it only escalates – it It makes it where your your stomach hurts. You can't stop. You're crying. Yes. I would – I hurt more – Laughing during that than I did trying to hold laughs in during church as a child.
1: <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah. That, that really says something. Uh, but so, yeah, maybe we'll, as you're watching The mentalist, maybe we'll watch a movie. Maybe we'll watch some comedy. Maybe Who some knows? Peaky Blinders. Yeah. Final
2: season just yeah. dropped on Netflix. Yeah, maybe so. So there.
1: Okay, reading. I'm very excited to talk about this. Okay. At the end of last week, I got to sit down with... The sort of awesome books and reading specialist, Katie Proctor, mm-hmm. who has prepared. And this this episode will be out on this coming Friday, so the twenty seventh. Mm-hmm. Oh no, is that right? No, that's not right. Twenty fourth. Years ago. Shut up.
2: In a land far, far away.
1: On the twenty fourth. Um, I'm telling a story. What?
2: I coached a young man. Yeah. Whose last name was Proctor. Really? And I shit you not. His dad was a doctor. <laughs> It was fun. Hello, Dr. Proctor. So I would like to issue an honorary doctorate degree to Katie, if she okay. doesn't already have one, so she, that she may carry on the torch.
1: She doesn't, but she is a TCU alum. So okay, well, maybe this she is may have coming even, full circle right now. She may have
2: even run across Dr. Proctor and never known it. Maybe she married him. Wouldn't that be a hell of a thing?
1: Wouldn't that be? Um, Katie prepared for the awesomes a Books and reading list for summer 2022. Medical exams. Yeah, it's all medical textbooks, yeah. so it's a little dry, but we'll make it through. No, she prepared a great list. I cannot wait for the awesomes to hear it. But towards the end of the episode, she had saved for the very end, saved the best for last. Some spicy romances, oh, and my boy. ears absolutely perked up.
2: Yeah, they do. So they're perking right now. <laughs>
1: they're definitely perked. Um, oh man, I forgot to write the author's name down. I'm going to make a guess. I think I remember it one of the books in particular entertain the
2: people i'll look it up
1: okay well one of the books in particular piqued my interest because it has to do with both rum and scotch whiskey and i said oh i'm sorry what was the name of that one again i will tell you the name it's a book that just came out this past spring like maybe even in may um it's called a caribbean heiress in paris and it's by kyle found it for me it's by where's the author up here. here yeah Adriana Herrera. There we go. Wrote this book. This is her debut historical romance novel. Now I don't normally read historical romance.
2: Right. It's like she showed her ankle.
1: <laughs> Some of them are.
2: And he blushed.
1: Some of them are definitely like that. You know how I feel about a closed door romance. Like, yep. what even is the point? Exactly. Why are we here? Um, but Katie promised me that all three of her romance selections were Raunch. spicy. No, Solid, spicy. like spicy.
2: Word, you, words like thrusting were used in this in the writing of this doctoral thesis.
1: She promised open door all the way around. So here is the setup for a Caribbean heiress in Paris. It, it there's this big exposition taking place in paris and there are
2: expo in layman's terms (laughs)
1: yes there are liquor merchants from all across the known world this is like 1880 i feel like in paris that Mm -hmm. this takes place so our main character luce alana heath bansan it's a hell of a name yes is the heiress to a rum distillery slash rum fortune in the Caribbean, Santo Domingo. Is that modern-day Dominican Republic? I, man, I, I should have done don't some side-googying here. I don't
2: recall. My uh, my knowledge of that era is limited to pirates mainly. Okay.
1: Well, it's very much involved in this. So she is uh, – her parents have died. Her father had, as the story opens, died about 18 Uplifting. months ago. Just listen. I'm just trying. You're,
2: you're really unperking my ears. <laughs>
1: She's the um, heiress to this fortune, but part of the the qualification I it was a fortune. I'm saying fortune, okay? Just track with me. No wonder you're getting unperked. You're you're missing all of the highlights Did you here. Read
2: this from a page that was sealed up in an envelope.
1: Yes, there's nothing wrong with that. That is what it is. Envelope
2: written in crowns.
1: That's what you say. Not no, me. I say crowns. <laughs> you are a freaking liar.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Anyway, the the stipulation of her father's will that would allow her to have full possession of the distillery is that she has to be married. This is a common trope in historical romances that... If only I were married, then I would have access to this thing, right? Well,
2: lady brains, lady limitations. It's, you need a man in well, your life is okay. what you need.
1: It's not even always the, the stipulation for women. In fact, the male lead character in this is a man named—he's a Scotch—Scottish. <laughs> I couldn't say that word all of a sudden. He's a Scotch. A Scottish um, Earl, I think, named James Evanston Sinclair, Earl of Darnock. And he— is trying to take over ownership of the Scotch distillery of his family. And it's all relates back to his dead mother's will that in order to get the distillery, he has to be married.
2: Okay. I've seen this plot line play out before, Yeah, but only in, in the facet that parents suspected in an era where it wasn't accepted that the, the boy child was gay. Oh. And so they were trying to,
1: Continue on the family yeah, line. Yeah.
2: Okay. I'm guessing well, he's not.
1: I'm telling you what. Uh, Does it appear that he is? Okay. <laughs> so. Anyway, I am doing a. He likes to fairy... sail the
2: schooner, <laughs> <Huh? Yeah. laughs> He likes to. Okay. Weigh anchor. Nope.
1: nope. Just. <laughs> we're done there. <laughs> we're done on that.
2: Can I interest anyone in walking the plank? <laughs>
1: You're not going to stop until you get them all out, so let's hear it. Was there anything well, else? Well, now you're
2: pressuring me, and I can't <laughs> Okay. Think.
1: As I talk, I'm sure you'll think of more. Probably. I feel like I'm doing a very poor job of, of really describing how charming the setup is. Hey, and I'm first, hot and
2: bothered right now just listening. Okay.
1: So. And look, rum and scotch and, like, distilleries and... The whole thing that we are so interested in, and it, it's a, it's an open-door romance. I,
2: it's all the things, plus a few.
1: Plus a few. So I'm reading this. I started it almost immediately after Katie and I finished recording.
2: How did I completely miss the ability to refer to as a small rowboat as a dinghy?
1: <laughs> That's Damn, I failed there. <laughs> I
2: apologized to everyone.
1: So, again, it's A Caribbean Heiress in Paris by Adriana Herrera. And that will be on Friday's show. Awesome Today, fam. As usual, you get the sneak peek. There you go. So. Um, so did she, evidently. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Listening-wise, you guys, I know I cannot stop talking about how much I love the podcast Normal Gossip. I think it is one of the most wildly entertaining and also incredibly fascinating podcast in production right now.
2: Do they have guests on their show?
1: That's the whole thing, yes. Okay.
2: How come you've not said, hey, how about me?
1: Well, maybe I have. Have you? Yeah. Okay. Maybe somebody hasn't heard back anything. I you don't know. You should put
2: me in charge of outreach. Mm.
1: hmm I feel like threats would be made. I have blackmail a, would be involved. I have
2: <laughs> an artful way with profanity mm-hmm. that yeah. can catch the attention of an heiress of a Caribbean rum plantation.
1: <laughs> well, save save your powers for that, and I'll handle the Pardon me, part. miss.
2: Do you know what's underneath my kilt?
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Going back to what I've been listening to. Normal gossip. There was an, a recent episode. The title of it is Personality of a Tan Wall. And that doesn't even begin to describe how utterly... Amazing this episode is. And I'm going to tell you why I particularly found it fascinating. Well,
2: you love tan walls.
1: <clears throat> no, we, but...
2: We've got many of them here in this home. Yeah. The content We record from our home, if nobody knew
1: that. I don't think anybody was... We don't
2: have like a high-rise on that. downtown office building. No. Uh, we did. We had to sell it.
1: Really? After the murders. It's okay. <laughs> um, This particular gossip story so I've, I've said this before but each episode of normal gossip is kelsey mckinney the host <clears throat> telling her guest a story of low-stakes gossip and the guest reacts to the story oh, okay. okay everybody likes a reaction yes so this particular story in personality of a tan wall takes place in the context of a starbucks as you may recall, about twenty years ago, when um, the Guardian was running on TV, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: in between I, episodes,
1: <laughs> I was a barista at Starbucks, and I know firsthand what an absolute gossip mill a Starbucks is. Yeah, and so well, I you
2: contributed to it with oh, your sure almost-torrid love affair with the guy from the pizza place across oh the God. way, who was desperate to steal you away from me.
1: Yes. <laughs> There was an exchange of goods and services. About. Yeah,
2: yeah, and it's as dirty as it sounds.
1: Um, this
2: was before cell phone cameras, so yeah. it wasn't like you were shooting dirty pics back and forth. No. You actually had to give them something from glamour shots to get your free pizza. I
1: hang, I hung on to those eighth grade glamour shots for a reason. Yeah, and I doled them out, yes, for free pizza. And also that place hands down had the best Best ever eggplant parm that I've ever had. Oh, I
2: was just going to say best ever pizza.
1: And the best pizza. Like, everything from there was delicious.
2: It was worth it. I would have shown them my boobs (laughs) for a free pizza. I still might. We, We better not go to Fort Worth anytime soon.
1: Yes. This episode of Normal Gossip is amazing, especially if you ever have worked in not only just the coffee house industry, but, like, food service in general, I feel like, is just such a breeding ground for... STDs?
2: (laughs) How dare you? How dare you?
1: For gossip. Interpersonal gossip stories. Okay. Also, this week, for some reason, one morning in the past week, I woke up humming to myself a song by Rex Orange County. You may remember that at the end of May, I took Daisy and her friends to see Rex Orange County in a concert. Oh, I do. His most famous song is called Best Friend. It's very, very catchy. I woke up singing it in my mind, and I haven't been able to stop listening to Rex Orange County ever since. I'm like, am I a teenager again? What's happening? It's possible. Maybe there's something about summer and just like you think back to the summers of your youth and you want to listen to some. Wayfarers singing. on? That kind of a gig? Yes. What's the name of that song? I don't know. The Boys of Summer, I believe.
2: Ah. Okay. It just spring. I can't remember our most things. But sometimes I vomit a thing that's correct.
1: (laughs) Vomit. (laughs) Voice of summer! (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I've been, I guess, wanting to listen to the music that the youths are listening to. Yes. These days. It is youthful. It is. All right. Let's talk about some lifestyle notes on our life and style. Not so much our style, I guess. Well, it might be. <clears throat> On my birthday, which was pa- this past Thursday, you said, I'm not cooking for you again. So why don't you right. just pick out what you want it's for dinner?
2: Your birthday, I want a break.
1: Yeah, basically.
2: <clears throat> I vomited I vomited that out before I could <laughs> stop myself.
1: But seriously, you said, pick, pick what you want. And I picked Mediterranean, yes. as I am prone to do. So there's a very well known Mediterranean place here in Oklahoma City called Zorbas. Mm-hmm. So we got um, we got dinner from Zorbas. I included for myself, and I'm so glad I did. Two delicious, decadent pieces of baklava. Baklava. That's how your mom says it. I don't. I've never heard anyone else ever say baklava, but I don't know with the emphasis on the lava, but. Anyway.
2: Well, it depends how warm they serve it.
1: <laughs> good point. Good point. How hot the honey is. Yes. Um, I got a piece for myself and one for AJ. Well, just kidding. Knowing that uh, you're not eating sugar right now. And the twins, for whatever reason, all three of the boys actually don't like baklava.
2: It's a little, it's a little, it can dry your mouth out.
1: Mm-hmm. It's And it's
2: not as sweet as a pure oh. corn syrup bomb that they're used to.
1: Well, this one was the sweetest. You had a bite, I think. This was the sweetest, most absolutely honey-drenched baklava I've ever had. It was so good. Okay. I loved it. All right. That's all i got. Just kidding. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's our all show, right. folks. Now it's Thanks time to
2: get Scottish and Pirates.
1: Like. <laughs> right. I've got a book to read.
2: Um would you like to announce the next topic?
1: Well, I don't know what it's going to be about, but you told me as we were getting ready to record, you were like, put butt wipes. You vomited out butt wipes. <laughs> butt wipes. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm
2: a, I'm a very detail-oriented person. Yeah. And...
0: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank.
2: Um, Some time ago, possibly a few years ago, we discovered the absolute pleasure of saying no, no, no to that dry, yes. rough toilet paper and using like baby wipes,
1: basically, yes, to
2: wipe our bum bums. Yes, after we make a, a boo boo. <laughs> <clears throat> and so there are packages of those everywhere because we shop at... At warehouse stores, yeah, and so we have like a pallet of of butt wipes in the house. They're just stashed everywhere, so you could crap yourself in the living room. No worries. Here's a stack of butt wipes. It's okay.
1: <laughs> I mean, Kyle sounds like he's joking, but there's literally there's, butt there's wipes a in the living of, room. Yeah, mostly because our three year old refuses to go <laughs> to the potty. So because so
2: do I, if we're being <laughs> honest. Now, uh, I was I had just I see details. In things, it's, I wasn't focused. I just, as I'm walking by, I glanced and saw on the package. There was this very bold-lettered written warning, do not flush, mm-hmm. which of course makes me want to immediately flush, but that's a, beside the point. Mm-hmm. Um, underneath that warning, yeah. just in case you can't read, there's one of those circles with the <laughs> slash through it, and there's a, a stick man, or woman, could be, but I think it was a stick man, Holding their arm over a toilet and dropping wipes into it, which technically isn't flushing for the record. But what was most disturbing about it was there was one wipe like halfway between their hand and the toilet and another one just freshly released. And I was like, what kind of animal wipes twice and holds both in their hand at the same time? That is horrible.
1: Oh my gosh. That's, Don't
2: do that. Just use one. Throw it away, flush it if you dare. Do not. But don't just wad it up in your hand and go for round two with a new one. That's gross. That's disgusting.
1: And I will tell you this. Speaking of our butt wipe situation, I have talked about the butt wipes on Sort of Awesome main show, and I got so many follow-up questions with people being like, um, I keep poking my finger through the little ones. What do I do? They're just wondering and worrying about like the trash situation. Okay. Now here's what I am. So, you know, like when it's your your own context, you just like forget that other people don't do this. Uh-huh. We have had in our bathrooms for literally as long as I can remember. We have lidded bathroom trash cans yes they're not open to the free air right no. or the flies or the flies or lords of flies or like it's it's very discreet in there mm-hmm. for a variety of reasons i forget that that's not always the case that there's certainly many households that have open air non-lidded trash cans and i can see how that would get real gross real yeah, fast yeah nobody wants putting their poopy wipes yeah in there. nobody
2: wants to be like so where you been you had some corn <laughs> That's gross. <laughs>
1: yes. So to assuage the worries of everyone, let me assure you that <clears throat> our bathroom trashes are lidded and they're small. So they get taken out yeah. pretty frequently. Yeah. So don't also, worry about the poop-poop smells. Also, and
2: I think this was this was a revelatory moment, though it's been some years ago. We discovered, uh, because like, like any irresponsible and yet curious and adventurous person, we began with baby wipes. Yes. And that that can be a little challenging. Yeah, you can you can lose one in your old crack. It's a big area back there. Um, they make adult ones because after all, there are adults that wear diapers, they make big ones. And I think they actually call them washcloths,
1: mm-hmm. which is
2: a little bit of a weird thing, but you get over it pretty quickly yeah. because it's like, oh, this is a delight.
1: I highly recommend the washcloth size ones from yeah. Sam's. They're very satisfying. They're big enough
2: you can use both hands.
1: <laughs> and Apparently hold two in your hand apparently, at the same time. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Animals. All right. You got bitten by the clean-out bug. I did. One morning this week. I don't think, even think you were expecting it. Just like all of a sudden,
2: I felt it building,
1: kind of like for some you, time. When you vomit words, you were just like, were yeah. compelled. Yeah,
2: yeah. I've 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 known that this is needing to happen overdue. It's interesting the things that it would take to kick us over the edge of a point of reluctance. Sure. Um, I, at no point, because truly, it just doesn't bother me if there's a lot of stuff <laughs> if hey instead of cleaning out a drawer i could just say you know what these three bottom drawers i don't wear anything i'm just not going to open those drawers anymore <laughs> that they don't hold clothes that i wear and that's kind of that's what, what happened. we've
1: been doing yes
2: my actual motivator was uh several months ago i began the transition into a new brand of underbutts, yes. as i call them mm-hmm. or underwear and when i get up in the morning and it's dark In the bedroom, because either you're still sleeping or you've left and I don't know where the light switch is by myself and I'm afraid of the dark. I just reach into the drawer and grab a pair and run out of the room before the bad man gets me. And there's nothing more agitating than when I grab a pair of the not underwear that I want to wear. Yes. And so that was the motivator. I wanted to get all those ones that I don't want to wear anymore.
1: The old squirrely ones. Out of the drawer. Mm
2: But then once I was there, it's like, all right, now this is happening.
1: It really was. It was like you uncorked something in yourself. Like yep. I could see, I was in there the whole time. And I could see that you started, you pulled open that top drawer and you're like, oh, I'm getting rid of all these. And then it was just like, I could see it come over you. Yes. yes. And you're like, okay, we're doing it. The whole dresser drawer. Seven drawers. Yep.
2: Top to bottom. These aren't, these aren't narrow drawers. No. They aren't shallow drawers.
1: No.
2: I threw away one item. Don't know for sure. It was either a year and a half younger or a year and a half older than our second child.
1: Yes. Yep.
2: Which, by default, makes it older than the majority of our children. than yeah, sixty percent of our children. Yes,
1: that's right. As math goes. Okay. Good. Yeah. And don't you feel so much cleaner and like lighter and happier, kind of. and more fulfilled in your general life? Now? No, I wouldn't go that oh, far. Okay. No. But when you open, you, you do have no. to admit. Now, there's so few clothes in your drawers, and they're the ones you actually really truly wear. When you open that drawer, don't you just like feel so satisfied?
2: But you got to keep in mind, prior to that fateful morning, I hadn't opened those drawers in like two years. Yeah. So it wasn't like I had a, a daily negative reminder.
1: Okay. That's true,
2: but now I can use the drawers. It's like I got a new dresser. It
1: is, yes. Congratulations! Thank you. You did it. Speaking of Happy new Father's ra- Day, <laughs> speaking of new dressers and drawers mm-hmm. and furniture in general, mm-hmm. on our anniversary day, mm-hmm. just for fun, we went to a furniture store. Yeah. We haven't been in a while. We just thought we'd do a little walkthrough. Yeah. What's out there? What's What you got in the goods and services yeah. industry of furniture? These How days? many
2: furnitures can I get for this many dollars? <laughs>
1: yep. We took a handful of change. Yep.
2: yeah. Most of it was Canadian, and that wasn't received well.
1: Yeah. We went to probably one of the most well-known furniture stores in the state.
2: Yes. Undoubtedly. Not probably. Undoubtedly.
1: We grew up. As Okie kids do, watching commercials for this furniture store. It's yes. well known. It's huge. But we thought, let's just do, like do it's a little like a walk. Campus. It's like a campus. It is a campus. It, it is. Um, we have been there multiple times. Yeah, yeah, of course. And we know that this is one of those furniture stores that, as soon as you walk in, they want to connect you with a shopper. A shopper stalker. That's what the Competiting competing. What the heck?
2: Competiting
1: competing for ferrios? Yes, the competing furniture store that's across the highway likes to label these yeah, shopping assistants. It's actually
2: across the interstate. It's not just like across yonder dirt road with tire ruts in it. Across
1: the interstate, yes. Yeah. They call them the shopper stalkers and that's what they are. They are.
2: They are invasive. They yes. are rapists of your personal space. <laughs> They are. Why
1: do you always have to take it to the most extreme? I
2: want people to understand how violating it feels. <laughs>
1: okay. Well, yes. I'm just going to let you talk through this, and then I'll add my commentary. Okay. Well, obviously,
2: we've both of us, even before we knew each other, had visited this store. It's no mystery going in that the sales staff is very oppressive. Yeah. And I don't doubt for a minute that this is a regular business model across the United States. Quite probably Canada, maybe Mexico, and who knows where else.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It's a thing. And you can't blame yeah. the employees because undoubtedly they're, the way their compensation is set up and all of that, it pays to do that. Mm-hmm. And if you don't do that, you're probably not going to make it.
1: Exactly. So I don't
2: fault them. But their their training, whether it's formal or informal, is to rely on the good manners.
1: Yes. Of you. Yes.
2: So they're like, you know, hey buddy and blah 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 and hey what what can I show what, what are you interested? What what brought you in today? And they just they're unrelenting and no matter what polite thing that you might introduce back to yeah. them to say uh I'm just looking. Leave me the hell alone. Whatever it is, which to me that's still pretty polite for <laughs> how I feel at times. Um They've got an answer for everything, and to the point where, like, your grandest victory in many instances is to take their damn business card and then for them to lurk behind the recliners yes. and watch you as you're walking through.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. They, okay, a couple of notes. They If you make eye contact and start a conversation with one, they will basically shove a business card in your hand and be like, okay, here's me now. Now, look, you can show this to other people. And you tell them, you know, Courtney's helping me today or whatever. Right. And then they, even if you are just like so emphatic, we are just looking, they will hang out in the general area. And it's so uncomfortable. Right.
2: You, you just can't even focus for why you were there to begin yes. with. So... This is where, because I, I do think this, this, is, this is a lifestyle thing. I think people would experience this and to make your life a little more awesome. I think it's valuable on your way before you walk through the threshold of hell into that place, wherever it is for you, yeah. to realize that, oh, they, they compromised human morality and goodness and kindness and all of that. So you don't owe them anything. Okay. You don't have to. In fact, I encourage you not to make eye contact. You can just say, nope, and keep walking, and they say something else. Nope, you don't break stride, you don't make eye contact, you just keep right on moving. And when another one appears out from behind the cushions of the divet, <laughs> you just, nope, and you don't engage. You just, there's nothing they can say to that. Nope, or uh-uh, nope, <laughs> you don't have to be polite. yeah. It won't hurt their oh, feelings. Oh, my
1: gosh. Well, I'll tell you what. This was so unpleasant for me because... Because you
2: can never be blunt and say
1: no. Exactly. In every single interaction, and we were there for like less than 30 minutes, and we probably had a dozen people. Easily a dozen. Approach. Every single one of those interactions feels like a confrontation to me. Yeah, By the time we left, I was like... I'm not even exaggerating when I say this. My anxiety was so ramped up that I was just like, let's just get the hell out of here. Like I can't, this is not fun for me.
2: Now, there's another direction that I would go, except that you're with me and it would only make things worse for you. So I hold back. It's quite often if there's anything about you. And even if there's not that stands out there, you'll have two thirds that'll be, Oh, Hey, that's great beard. That's a whatever. There's always the option to take it to awkward town.
1: Yeah. (laughs)
2: You think that? You should see my crotch. (laughs) There's always that option. You can go nuclear.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you would, I know if I were not with you, you would have no qualms about doing that. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I'm never going to go back there again. And
2: I'm committed to that path. If they're like, oh yeah, show me. I'd be like, okay. And I I would. I would play it out as far as they were willing to go. Because that's all the game is. Who, yeah. who is going to flinch first? Yeah,
1: and it's not going to be you. Never. <laughs> I do think you're right. I, it would take a lot of practice on my part. Or, or if I could like tap into like this well of anger energy in me, I could probably do it.
2: There's creative ways yeah. that you could go about it. You could be like, you know what? I'm here to look for recliners. Would you meet me over in the recliner section? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to the bathroom and then just disappear into bedding or somewhere else.
1: <laughs> that's a good idea. <laughs> I didn't we think of that. Well, that's your path. It's oh, not my path. Okay. You just like the nope path. Yeah. Yes. Um, I don't know. It was exhausting to me. I I mean, I guess that model works. They've been doing it since we were children. Yeah. So I guess it works on some level, but I can never go back there again. Um, A couple of more just like family life notes. The twins just finished up their first week of two weeks of day camp. Yeah.
2: Different camp each week, Yeah, different right? camp
1: each week. This past week, they got to do a camp at the brand new, beautiful First Americans Museum here in Oklahoma City. They loved every minute of it. I will say that on morning one, as they were getting ready, brushing teeth, putting on deodorant, brushing hair, all this stuff, Mac did tell me... That the thing he was looking forward to the most was meeting pretty girls. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Nine years old, and he is Don Juan of Oklahoma City, which is nothing to brag about.
1: <laughs> so definitely living up to his name by macking on the girls. Oh my gosh! Do people stay, still say macking? Is I that didn't a thing?
2: No, people said that more than once in their lives. <laughs>
1: well, I've said it a few times. Wow.
2: Yeah, that was the
1: thing. Mac the Mac artist. That is him, and he did meet some pretty girls. While he he was did. there. he yeah.
2: did. We're he's betrothed at this point. Yes, and when the marriage is official, he may inherit the Scotch Company.
1: <laughs> it's interesting to me that while they were at camp, JK JK made you a Father's Day card. He did. Mac did not. Mac didn't. I think Mac was too busy talking up the ladies. Yep. I
2: have gotten. I have gotten the young boy, Nico, the youngest, by force, of you know his class had him make one. He doesn't know what it is. Yeah. JK is the only one of our children who gifted me a Father's Day card.
1: Did your oldest, who is not here, did she say any happy greetings to you? Like as an afterthought. Okay.
2: Like, oh, yeah, and I guess happy Father's Day, you
1: animal. Well, she missed my birthday entirely. She so. did,
2: and our anniversary. <laughs>
1: She's in and Nico's own birthday. She's yep. in her own camp world. Who knows who she's macking on while she's there.
2: Don't even say that. That's not funny.
1: Um, let's see. Oh, okay. Speaking of Nico's school, you got to participate oh, yeah. in an annual... Uh, I'm sure this was so enjoyable for you. It was a delight. Donuts with Dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was actually on Nico's birthday too. It was. So I'm sure killed he killed a lot of birds with. He that thought Wednesday.
2: it was for his birthday.
1: Thank you too.
2: They did it trying to do a Father's Day thing for the the fathers. So yes. yeah, dads were supposed to be the ones that dropped off their kids. Now here's the thing. So often is the case that I have discovered with educational events for our children yeah. is that there was an idea that wasn't communicated well across the staff and the execution was lackluster.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: So after having participated in it, I'm still not sure how it was supposed to work. Yes. <laughs> there was a table that had donuts and, and weird, weird things of coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, they were like in the wine in a box style yes! boxes and stuff. Yeah,
1: catering. Um, that
2: that bothered me a little. I didn't care for that. I don't want to. Did you drink any? Well, straight out of the spigot because that's what I thought we were supposed to do, but it didn't. Nobody liked that. There, no, sir. You just take that with you. I, like, I don't. I can't drink this much coffee. <laughs> it was weird. So there was that out front, yeah. and so I got I got Nico his choice of sprinkled donuts out there but then when we got to the classroom well they had cinnamon rolls in there for the kids like maybe the donuts were just for the dads which that really felt weird oh interesting i don't know how it was supposed to work okay but he he ate beautifully first he went around the top and bit all the icing off (laughs) and then went back and finished it he literally had donut from ear to ear Um,
1: (laughs) but then you well, you and I had miscommunicated. You, yeah. I thought I was just going to drop you and you're going to go in, and do his drop off. Get him a back. donut and come back. Yeah. But yeah. you thought that I was going to take twins to camp and then yeah. come back and get you, which would have not been great. But
2: I thought I was there for 30 minutes.
1: It was supposed to be, yes, just and like so, to walk him in and drop yeah, him out
2: I just nestled in and was trying to do 30 yeah. minutes worth of work.
1: So you settled in and you were like, oh, look, here's the reading station. So,
2: so he eats these donut. I take him over to the little in-classroom sink, yeah, uh, which may be one of the most used washing stations <laughs> in the nation. Yes. Get him semi cleaned up on the way back i didn't i didn't want to go back to the table because one of the phenomenons with this is the other awkward dads there were trying to chat me up i'm like look bro i know nope <laughs> I <don't
1: laughs> go to mathis brothers
2: <laughs> nope that's the furniture store if we didn't say that earlier we did it but okay um,
1: they're gonna sue us that's
2: fine they bring it on <laughs>
1: So, so, reading so we, station. Stopped, yeah.
2: we stopped at the reading station and I started reading Nico a book. And from that moment forward, I was the Pied Piper of toddlers. There was a huddled mass of sweaty, sticky, touchy up in your space kids. I wanted to spank all of them. It was, it was unacceptable. Get your fingers out of the book. I'm reading. Can't you see I'm reading? It was rough.
1: And so you started to read to Nico, but as other kids were coming over, he started getting real possessive.
2: He was. He was like, no, my dad. It was very, it's like some of the most clearly enunciated words he's ever spoken. And there was some fear in the other children. I was proud at that moment.
1: And I think one girl kept trying to like flip the pages. Yeah. It's not time to turn the page.
2: Still reading this one, kid. Where's your dad? I'm going to handle him.
1: Your telling of your Donuts with Dad experience was the highlight of the week, honestly. (laughs) Well, at the end, sad ending. Yeah.
2: At the end, finally, you texted me.
1: Yeah. And I was like, sweet Jesus, are you back?
2: Can I leave? (laughs) And I told Nico, all right, buddy, I got to go to work. And he immediately fell apart, just bawling. And then I was like, "Oh, Oh. it was hard to leave. He's like, no, Dad, I love you. It's like, you're a liar, (laughs) but it still is working. It was hard to leave then.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was his birthday. And I'm just going to tell you this much, okay? He is our fifth child. Yeah. When it came to Daisy in her first few birthdays, like, I just every year was compelled to do a whole party, the cake, the ice cream, invite the friends, all of this stuff. This time... He didn't because, even,
2: he didn't even know it was his birthday. You pulled off a coup. No, no,
1: that's not true. <laughs> he has been looking forward to June 17th that's true. for months. That's since true. really since the twins had their birthday in February. He that's has he like true. zeroed in June 17th. That's the day. So the morning of his birthday, Kyle uh we're talking and I'm like, crap, it is his birthday. Let's what are we gonna do? So I open up my Target app on my phone, mm-hmm. type in Toys, start scrolling what do you want for your birthday? He's like, I want this, this, this. So he just picked out his little birthday presents, which you and I went and picked up later. It's true. And I had been thinking, now last year for his birthday, I did take cupcakes up there. But this year, I'm like, they already had donuts. And I didn't even know about the cinnamon rolls for breakfast. Right. I was like, those kids have already had a lot of sugar. And also... So instead, we took covid well, it's only fair because we got RSV there last week. It's so. true,
2: and we've received COVID from that school before. <laughs> yes. So it's,
1: it's a it all evens out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was. I was thinking those kids have already had a lot of sugar and. At the exact time after nap time for snacks, when I would need to take the cupcakes in, was when the twins were doing their camp showcase. Yes, yes. And so I was like so conflicted. I was like, should I tell the teachers, oh, I'll bring cupcakes next week for Nico's birthday? But then some part, like the, the mother of the fifth child was like, why though? Right. Why make more work for yourself? He already thinks Donuts for Dad was like his birthday. Right, right. So, like. Take, take the win. Take the win. And also, I do know, having parented all these years, there's so many years ahead of you that you have to do birthday parties. Like, right. why not, like, keep it low-key yeah. for the third birthday?
2: Coast where you can.
1: Exactly. So we did. We, we picked up his toys from Target. Um, got we, him a cake. We got him a cookie birthday cake. Yeah. Which he loved. Which he loved. We got oh, him the flower candle. He
2: loved that cookie cake to the point where after we finished dinner and set it up on the counter. Yeah. And we often after the evening meal go outside on the back porch. He appeared out on the back porch with icing like an icing cloak. <laughs> of not invisibility. Yeah. And he'd gotten somehow, I don't even still know how, up on the counter and he he literally ate like six adult-sized servings <laughs> of it. He he had his go
1: we got him the candle that you that was like really complicated you you like light yeah, it and then it spins around and spins and plays, and plays music yes. it's like the,
2: the warning on the package was stand back four feet from this one lighting it's like my, my arm's not that long like, how do i do that
1: right. literally on the package it's like light it and then have everyone stand back four run feet.
2: run to the neighbor's yard and call the fire department
1: Okay, so between the cookie cake and the candle and the ice cream and the presents that he himself got to pick, I think he felt well celebrated for having turned three. So, no question. I am alleviating myself of guilt on that. Well done. Okay. Well, I think we'll have a little bit more low key week ahead of us. I don't know. We'll see. It's a big week. It's gonna be a hot week here. It's a big today. week
2: for business stuff for me. That's so true. I don't know. I don't know that it'll be reportable information that anybody would care to listen to. But I don't know how low key it's gonna be.
1: Okay, that's fair. That is fair. Our dogs are snoring. Yes, so they both probably... got to eat
2: a T-bone yeah. bone today. So they're
1: they're living the good life. They are. All right. Well. Um, in the meantime, we hope you're living a good life wherever yeah. you are and whatever you're up to.
2: Don't go to the furniture store.
1: Not without some not without ready-made your, uh, refusals not in your back pocket. Your,
2: your nope card. I even thought about, you know, I could come in wearing a placard front and back that just said nope.
1: <laughs> I think if we were ever going to go back, I wouldn't even be embarrassed if you did that.
2: I may do it. I may do it without desiring <laughs> any furniture.
1: Just to make a point. Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> All right. In the meantime, what should people do? Well,
2: plainly. I hope everyone, look, you don't need to send me Father's Day presents if we didn't warn ahead. If there's already stuff in the mail, don't worry about it. But you don't need to try to catch up and do that. So just have an awesome today, would you?
1: Please do. Bye-bye.